When you're 13 years old, you feel like you're minus 2.5 degrees Celsius? Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe, yet another episode recorded last minute because it is a Sunday. Is that not right? Goji Berry Juice. Yes. You like that nickname? Hey, yes. It's pretty cool, Goji Berry Juice. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had Goji Berry Juice? I don't know. I think I have. And I know what it is, at least. Have you ever had Goji Berries? I have had dried Goji Berries, yes. They're kind of nice. So I... uh, it kind of pissed me off. Uh, I used to know this person who was like, a, uh, how to describe this? She was very much into, she was like a fashion uh, health freak. Like superfood stuff. Yeah, superfood stuff. So there was like, it was definitely, definitely not evidence-based. Uh, and I used to make these smoothies all the time for myself because it was a nice way to, you know, have a mobile uh, bit of nutrition. Yes. And she kept being like, oh, you, sh- you should have goji berries. You should have goji berries. And one day I did, in fact, get goji berries. But they taste great. And they taste so good. And in a smoothie, they're also awesome because they like, they have that like a little bit of like chewiness. They're like a little pleasant surprise. So I felt terrible at <laughs> like doing what she was like, yeah, what she was telling me to do. But it was also awesome. It's it like acai is like very popular now. Yeah, and they acai. apparently taste like shit. Yeah, they look like uh like alien eggs, right? Isn't yeah. that acai? I have no idea. I just or know what's it's that? blue. Oh, that's not. The, what's the one where people um, uh, f- flax seeds? Is it flax seeds? Where it yeah, looks like yeah. like a horrible alien egg sludge. Yeah, and it tastes like shit. No, aren't you talking <laughs> about like? What am I talking about? The thing, not granola. Yeah, why do we... it's called? Oh my god! Like green, like uh, black. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. yeah. I'm gonna search super food seeds uh, and see what it comes up with. It's definitely gonna be chaya seeds. Chaya seeds. Chaya. That's what I'm talking about. It looks fucking disgusting. Or is it chia? Apparently, tastes disgusting. Chia, whatever. Uh, chihuahua mm-hmm. seeds. Have you ever eaten those chihuahua seeds? I have. No. I hope not. <laughs> Does that exist? I mean, eggs, right? They're like, or sperm. They're like, sperm is, which one is the seed? The egg. Of dogs. So, yeah. So <laughs> you have a chihuahua. Um, what is the seed? Is it the egg or is it the sperm? It's the, it's the egg, right? I don't know. Because if you have like a normal plant seed, it needs to be fertilized. To, I, I don't know. I have no idea. God, why are we so stupid? I don't know, but at least acai looks like blueberries. I think it's okay. I think they are blueberries. Are they blueberries? That doesn't sound right because then they would be called blueberries. That that is a lie, but <laughs> it just felt like. It. If they're the same color, they're the same thing. This is a theory that yes. were you part of this theory when it was created years ago? No, we created a, a food health theory based entirely on color. Okay, so. Water is healthy. 
which meant that if anything is clear and colorless, it's by definition healthy. Uh, and yes. it sort of branched out from there. And okay. it's weird because like milk, for example, and white paint are exactly as healthy as each other. Believe it or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and green, I remember green was bad because uh, that's the color of acid, like in cartoons. Yeah, of course. So by extension, red is healthy. If green is unhealthy, then red has to be healthy. Should we ask someone that knows about this? Do you think Monroe? So first of all, doctors don't know anything. No. Second of all, nutrition is a, is not even a science. It's just it's just a blog post. The 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 science or the field of nutrition is just one extended blog post where no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. And it's just so no, how about not? How about fuck Monroe? We don't need him. Let's yeah. just talk shit about Monroe. Exactly. Behind his back. I mean, to be honest, he isn't really a doctor. No. We established that with Seth years ago. Yeah, yeah, we did that. So what do we need him for, honestly? He and he also tell you what, let's air out some dirty laundry. Monroe yeah. doesn't have time for us. Monroe doesn't care about us. No. Ask yourself, dear listener, when's the last time you heard Monroe's voice? Eons ago. It's too long. Yeah. I don't even remember how his voice sounds like. Honestly, I don't even I, I don't even remember what his name is. Who are we talking about? <laughs> Moran. Moran, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, no, but nutrition though, like everything is unhealthy, right? Yeah, I mean, depending on how much you eat of it. But I've like, I've never eaten a food and been like, God, oh, nice, this is healthy. And then like had the evidence also tell me that it's healthy. Like, every, like it seems like no matter what you do, you're just fucked. Like what? If, if you eat cabbage, mm. you would think, oh, this is healthy. And it kind of would be. Yeah, probably actually. I went to this restaurant for lunch now that serves it's in a it's in a like tomato It's a restaurant in a tomato where the only yeah. Inside of a tomato? In a tomato. No no in a greenhouse. <laughs> it's a greenhouse that's made of a tomato? That grows tomatoes. <laughs> okay. That, but it would have been good if it was inside a tomato. That'd be so much cooler. <laughs> And there I had tomato soup. Okay. And tomato with burrata. Tomato with burrata is awesome. Yeah, and it was like big heirloom tomatoes. Okay. Like 15 centimeters diameter. It's like very okay, Like the big like beef tomatoes. Yes. Or whatever, yeah. Called heirloom tomatoes. Heirloom, mm. because you, they're so big that even if you eat them your entire life, you can still pass some on to your children. I have no idea why it's called heirloom. That must be it, right? It's enough to feed multiple generations of people. Let's use the power of Google. Ask Jeeves. I'm going to guess uh, that it's because they look like a brilliant gemstone that you would pass down. So there are many varieties of heirloom tomatoes. Okay. And I don't care anymore. Okay. Fair enough. So you don't know why they're called that? No. It doesn't matter because you don't care. <laughs> yeah. At the moment, I realized how much I don't care. I mean, that's fair. Fair to not care. Yes. I don't have any answer to this. Uh, I'm close to an answer. Apparently there are purer strains of tomato, less fussed with by the global agricultural oh. revolution that diluted so much of the world's mm. biodiversity. Wow. Uh, That's why it's heirloom. To be considered uh, an heirloom tomato, the original plant that gave birth to generations of seeds, 
must be traceable back to at least 1951, though many of the heirloom varieties are more than 100 years old. So basically they have to be like vintage. Yeah. Vintage tomatoes are heirloom I mean, tomatoes. They look kind of like... Uh, uh, pumpkins. Yep, yes. Pumpkins. Pumpkins, they do. That's true. Do you think pumpkins and uh, and tomatoes are closely related? Nobody knows. No way to know. There's absolutely no way to know. Because you can't ask them because they can't speak. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, is this your cousin? They can't I, answer you. I mean, I mean, we know this. We are geneticists. Yeah, which means that we're correct in saying this. Yes, exactly. That's, that's yes. why it's true. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Should we talk some more shit about Monroe? Yes. Tell me, what do you hate the most about Monroe? Is it his uh, face? <laughs> do you want me to tell you what I hate most about him? What? Yes. It's his brittle bones. He's got weak bones. Yes. He's subhuman in that regard. I, I don't know him as... I haven't known him since he hurt himself that badly. No. Uh, no. I called him once on his birthday and he had broken both of his ankles. That sounds painful. Or both of his legs or whatever the fuck, yeah. And I, he claims I broke his ankle once and he's just a fragile man and he's subhuman. Yeah. I dislike how I feel like he's better than both of us. I understand you feeling that. I think he might be better than both of us. I think he is. I think he is. I think he is objectively better than both of us. And yeah, that's something to dislike about him. How dare he? God, how dare he be so superior? It was his birthday last Monday, and we didn't shout him out on the episode. We can do it now. That's true, but it's just a, it's yet another reason why he's better than us, because he would have shouted us out probably, wouldn't he? I don't no. know. Maybe no. No, 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 no. Not at all. That's true because he was an asshole on your birthday, your yeah. last birthday. He, he did not come. He didn't he didn't come first of all. But he also didn't like uh comment on the fact that it was your birthday until you explicitly told him it was your birthday. Yeah, that's that's bad. Huh. I don't remember this, but I I I expect it to be true. That's absolutely true. 100%. There's nothing truer in the universe. So what have you been up to? Tell me something. Tell me something. Let's get out of this uh, this Monroe hole that we've dug for ourselves. Fuck Monroe. He doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Tell me something awesome. You haven't I, gotten your dog yet. No. I will get the dog uh, the Sunday 18th of July. Oh, soon. In two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. From yeah. when we're recording. Exactly. And I went this weekend. I went to Fluder. Okay. And ate at that tomato restaurant. Okay. Do you want to retell the whole story of your tomato restaurant? Yeah, I can tell you again. <laughs> Was it inside a tomato? <laughs> <laughs> and then I ate in an Ethiopian restaurant. Oh, I know that place. It's like a food uh, van or something, basically, isn't it? No, it's in a summer house. Oh, but it's like it's small and doesn't look like your classical restaurant, right? No, yeah, exactly. It's close to the uh, the secret lagoon, right? It's on the side. Uh, it's on the side of it. Yeah, yeah, and. It was very good. Okay. So if you ha- if you if you are traveling in Iceland, you should go there to this Ethiopian restaurant. Yes. Also, if you own this Ethiopian restaurant, you should give us money. No. A sponsorship. Come on. Okay. Or a free meal? Would you like a free, a free meal? meal. From there? I would. I would like a free meal there with delivery to your house. <laughs> How, is, how like long is that? One two and a hours? half hour, like yeah. one and a half hour. 
Yeah, so you'd want free delivery. That's chill. You you show hard harsh to make deals. Yeah, I'm a businessman. Were the people? This is a good question. The people that were own and run this establishment, were they Ethiopian? Uh, I guess uh, one of them, yes. Because it's weird to be Ethiopian and live in Fluvir. I don't know why, but it, the, the thing is, the food is very great. So what I think, if you have a restaurant in, in the country, like out in the country, mm. what they tend to do is that they tend to make summer staff teenagers cook yeah. their meal. Mm-hmm. So the meat is gonna be bad. They just yeah. they don't know how to cook the things that are all. So if you're doing it like there, you have to have someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah, and it was clear they knew what they were doing. Yeah, and I guess it's like uh, it makes sense if you're gonna open an Ethiopian restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you open it in the city, sure, there's more like uh, baseline foot traffic, but you're I not guess. that you don't stand out that much. But if you're yeah. out in the countryside, you're so unique. This one is very, it, it makes it unique. Yes. Yeah, but it's like an Ethiopian restaurant in Fluid is crazy. So like it's gonna, it's gonna attract people actively. Yeah, and I mean, it's it was fully booked. Yeah, exactly. The whole evening. Yeah, like it's gonna, people are gonna go there if they're in the surrounding area. Especially yeah. like in the, and in the summertime, there's like loads of uh, summer houses and shit around there. So there's gonna be people that want to go there, 100%. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, shout out this place. If you had to open a restaurant, what kind of restaurant would you open? I would open, I I would like to open a restaurant I, because I am like, I very much like this mid-season restaurant, mm-hmm. fine dining kind of experience. Mm-hmm. I would like to make a restaurant like that. Okay. But it would have to be, I mean, of course, this is what they often do. I, I really like those places, but they do from their, their whole idea is to make something from what that country has. Okay, what do you mean? You know, so like I mean, the country that it's based in. Yeah, where it is. Yes. Okay. The food should be they should be making fine dining from that. Oh yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. So like in Iceland, it would be fish and stuff and lamb and things. Yeah, I mean also be like inventive and like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like the the sort of raw ingredients of the stuff that you would associate with that country. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be in Iceland and serve fucking. Uh, like wagyu beef or something, yeah, or or do or take like something that is Icelandic, and like alter it, yeah, with like this gastronomy kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that could be cool. I don't, is there a restaurant like that in Iceland where they do like like Icelandic like mute, mutations essentially? You know what I mean? So Dil says they do do they say they do this mm. and they do it. Okay, they're like fine dining. Yeah. tasting menu kind of stuff. But then there is like, I think it's, I've never been there. I think it's Matur uh, Drekur. Okay. It just may, basically called food and drink. Yeah, it's a good name. And they're, they're known to make like fine dining made of ice, typical Icelandic food. Mm-hmm. So I, my optimal dining experience is actually the polar opposite to yours. I think, like I would rather go to somewhere like street food stuff. Like I prefer that. Yeah. Oh, well, I would love actually chicken and waffles. Yeah. Like soul food, sick. soul food kind of thing. Yes. I agree. That is also like a food truck with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love food truck stuff. And like in, uh, 
when I lived in London, there's a bunch of places. So they have them in Iceland now, but they're nothing in comparison. Like in London, you have these like essentially food market things. Yeah. Where it's just a whole bunch of food trucks. Yeah. And you can just like every single food truck does one thing and it's, they do it so well. Yeah. And then you just sort of like pick the different street food that you want. And it's, that's my optimum experience. I'm not actually a huge fan of the whole like fine dining, like sit down experience. It's a bit stiff for me. So this is what I thought. And then when I like, when I went to that, I went once to three star Michelin restaurant. Mm-hmm. The experience does not make you feel like that. No, it really depends. So I've been to, uh, in my years, a lot of restaurants of various qualities. Mm. And what I find is that like my main issue is not actually that like the atmosphere is stiff or anything. It's the physical mm. tables and chairs. It's very often that the tables and chairs are not comfortable. Oh, and, you know what I yeah. mean? It's not the problem for me. I guess because you have your own chair regardless. You're always yeah. in the same chair and you can hi- like raise it or lower it. But yeah, there's something about the like the physical table setup of a lot of sit-down restaurants that I'm not a huge fan of. Like I think booths are better than tables. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm a yeah. bigger fan of that. I don't know. I think it's just a different experience. Yeah. It's a different thing. That's true. So like I hear some, I've been looking at like some places like that. Often they have this fine dining, very good tasting menu thing. Mm-hmm. And then they have a food truck or something like that. Yeah. They just have both. They just do both. What was that place that ruined one of the best restaurants in Reykjavik that ruined the uh, nameless pizza place that had the incredible Korean chicken? That wasn't Dill, was it? No. That was... Uh, no, Dill is older than that. That was the other one that had a... It had a Michelin star for a year or something, or it tried to get it. Till is the only one that has a Michelin star. Oh, okay. And has ever had. But there are a few that have been suggested by Michelin. So what they had, they had like a a restaurant basically next door. I don't remember if it was yeah, but they moved as well. I think, yeah. I, think, I think you're just meaning that there was like construction going on there. No, no, and no, no. It, no, it no, ruined no. all of the places there. No, no, no. What I mean is that the... Uh, so the unnamed pizza place used to be amazing. And then there was a, a restaurant right next door that was very like fancy ah, upmarket fan. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I guess. They moved then, to there. No, and That's then right. that that restaurant bought the unnamed pizza place and made it their like uh, less fancy, more like for teenagers and, and young adults. Stuff. Oh, that's so right. So they had their they like actually restaurant and they I ruined they, it. Like they, 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 they absolutely it. ruined that's it. Right. That's right. I thought actually they were the same guys that made it, but I didn't think they bought it. No, uh, they bought it and they ruined it. It got so much worse. Okay. Unfortunately, should have just kept it exactly the same. But they are great. Like Dill is, a, Dill is an amazing place. I've been there once, at least at one time. I loved the food. The food was great. Mm. They could have they could have changed the experience a bit. Okay. But the food was amazing. Yeah, I've looked. I've looked inside, and it doesn't look, it doesn't look like a Michelin scale restaurant from the outside looking in. I don't know. It looks like every other restaurant in Reykjavik. I mean, it looks like a fine dining place. Does it though? It kind of does, yes. Where it All is right. now, at least. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just. Oh no, maybe I'm thinking of. I don't know. I don't even know. We're not very fun podcast now. Just talking about Icelandic dining. So I have I had an idea for a restaurant that I think is uh, impossible, but I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Where 
you go in and you just mm-hmm. say, I want to eat. And the, the chef just makes you whatever he wants. Like you can put down things that are explicit no-goes. So things you're allergic to and things you absolutely do not like. So for me, there's no allergies, but I would say like, I don't want coconut, but like coconut milk is fine, but I don't want coconut. And I don't want marzipan, but that's literally never going to be a problem because, well, maybe for dessert. And those would be my like two no-goes. And then he would just make me anything. But I wouldn't want like a, a meal of the day thing where everyone comes in and gets the same thing. I want people to come in and it's like a full restaurant and every single human gets like a, whatever the chef wants to whip up for that person. That's very inconvenient. Yeah, it's incredibly inconvenient. But so I know that uh, place in Japan, in a train station, sushi place. Oh yeah, that's a Michelin star place, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, three stars. Yeah. And the chef decides when you come, what you get. Yeah. He has no menu. He just like, Okay, I see this group of people that are eating here. I mean, there are just like 10 seats mm-hmm. by, the, by, the, by the bar, sitting by the bar. He just looks at the group and he's like, I'm going to serve this now. That's cool. And then he just tests his chest. Like, okay, now this is the next sushi. So he's going to give you like 12 sushis. Mm. And he's going to make them different size depending on who you are. So if you're a big guy, he gives you a bigger oh, piece. Oh, nice. If you're small, he gives you a smaller piece. He doesn't That's want perfect. you to get very full. He wants you to get perfect. That's, Perfect that's amount of food. Awesome. Yeah, I, I respect that a lot. I think it's cool. And then I heard another place in Japan actually where you get the what the one before you ordered. That's a, also a super cool idea. I like that. You don't get what you order. You get the one thing the other one did. I like that. I think that's cool. That's very cool. These sorts of like gimmicks, they're they're pretty cool. But I would want this. I would want like a dude who has a fully stocked kitchen, and he can just. It would like it would make sense if you had two restaurants, right? You had one that was like a normal restaurant, but had a very mm. expansive kitchen. It was like a big restaurant, yeah. And then you had this like side restaurant that was like much smaller, but had full access to the big, very well stocked kitchen. So he had basically all ingredients, and he could just be like, "Right, I want to make this dude a fucking, I don't know, goulash." And then he goes, he makes that, and then he's like, "I want to make this guy a steak." This is just, if you would have the, the like the. What's it called? Gemsla. What is that called? Storage. The storage. As a TARDIS. Do you know what that oh, is? Oh, from the Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. But it would also have to be frozen in time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are they frozen in time? I guess it can like move. So you can like make it come back or something. No, it would get older there. I don't know. Yeah. At least yeah. it is a whole dimension inside there. So okay. you could keep endless amount of stuff there. Yeah. Literally right. have everything there. That would be cool. And then you can, if you you don't have it, you can jump into TARDIS. You can just get it and can come back a second later. Oh, does time not pass? No. I mean, well, it's a t- time traveling device. Yeah. So you can just like go and then come back a second later. Okay, but then that's perfect. If it's time traveling thing, then yeah, you can just have a fully stocked thing in one period in time and always just go back to when it's fresh. Yeah. That's exactly what you need. But I think this would be a cool idea, right? It's what you want. Or like a pizza place. It could maybe work for a pizza place better. Where like you just get a pizza with whatever the fuck the dude wants to put on it. I mean, it's still certain limits. Because people usually just put... There's certain things that people put on pizza. Yeah, so it's easier. That's what I'm saying. It's easier for a pizza place. Because like there's less... It's less crazy, right? You're not going from (laughs) soup to steak to, you know, what salad to whatever. It's just a pizza. And you put whatever you want on it. Yeah. That can be pretty cool. I think you ask for it. You ask for a meat one, a vegetarian one, 
or a, like a lactose intolerant one, and that's it, right? Or like a vegan one as well. I mean, people have more allergies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and then you can specify allergies and shit. But like, honestly, if you go to this restaurant, you probably need to be aware of the fact that if you have very specific tastes and like needs, then it's probably not the restaurant for you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Saying cool like that is the ultimate way to kill a conversation. <laughs> Don't you think? Uh, I I'm I feel like we should be more fun. You are a fun man. Just believe in yourself. Just be happy. No? Should we become should we be emotional now? Like Yeah, let's do something highly emotional. Ragnar, I appreciate this podcast with you. Do you? Why? It's fun. Is it uh Does it break up the monotony of life for you? Yes, yes. Yeah. Especially to talk to Monroe. No, 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 no. no. We don't, he doesn't exist for us anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Of He's course. a horrible human and we hate him. Yeah. He's the absolute worst. Honestly, it is, I'm I'm a dead man. It's so hot here and I've been out and about all day. How warm is it between 7 and 23? So 23 on, on that range, in this case. On that range, yeah, yeah. not on the range that you're used I know. to. I know. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to define it. So yesterday was the highest recorded temperature on Earth in Kuwait. It was like 53.1 degrees Celsius, something. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so that 23 is about 50, let's say about 57, about that 23 is about 60 then. Mm. Um, and seven is exceptionally cold, about minus 40, let's say. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is a range of what four fifteen, mm-hmm. from minus forty up to sixty. There's a hundred divided by fifteen, which is about seven. Mm. So I would say that it is currently maybe about a uh, fuck. This is hard. <laughs> this is hard. Fortune. It's about a sixteen. Yeah. Right. I guess. I guess. Something it like makes that. sense. About a sixteen. What's uh seven? Uh, what is it? What is it? Seven to twenty-three? Yes. Yeah, uh, I say about a sixteen. <laughs> okay, that's so. That's so much. Is it? I'm trying to calculate like where, where that would fall. It's pretty warm. Yeah, but like I'm trying to calculate like what the actual, uh, like what that equates to as a temperature. You know what? You you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do. But I don't have a calculator, and I'm about to try to work it out. Feels pretty complicated. I feel like it's it's actually not, but for some reason it is because we're not very smart. Okay, seven to twenty-three. Here I have a spreadsheet open. Seven is about minus forty. Twenty-three is what? What did I say? Sixty degrees. Mm-hmm. Under divided by yeah, it's a hundred divided by sixteen. God. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, this is a math podcast. <laughs> Android is is six point twenty five. Okay, we're getting there, boys and girls. We are getting there. So it's minus thirty three point seven five, right? Yeah. And let's see if if this. Uh, yeah, very good. So a sixteen. Well, no, that's not very. It's actually I'm totally wrong. It's about a seventeen. Okay, I'm not that bad. So <laughs> on that scale, if a seven is minus forty degrees and twenty three is sixty degrees. Then seventeen would be twenty two and a half degrees, uh, which is about right. Yeah, it's a little warmer than that. But a sixteen would be sixteen point two five degrees, which it is not. Mm-hmm. So on this scale of yours of seven to twenty three, we basically live 
uh, within a range of 13 to 20 at all times. So that's minus two and a half degrees to 41.25 degrees. Now maybe 12 to, I mean, 12 to 20. I think we should start to take this, this scale instead. It makes much more sense. No, it's not granular enough at all. What do you mean? So this is, but it, it's a fine balance, right? So the beef that I have with Fahrenheit is that it's too granular. It's too, like the difference, you know, one degree Fahrenheit plus mm. or minus, you're never going to feel the difference. No. It's irrelevant. Whereas one degree Celsius, you absolutely can feel the difference. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how you also, you feel the difference if there was like minus one or plus one. Yeah. That's a huge difference. But that, maybe that's a special case because. Yeah. Maybe. But you freezing, feel that specifically. Yeah. Minus one is cold as fuck. Like it's in the right conditions. Minus one is real cold. Yeah. But yeah, so Fahrenheit, my beef is that it's too granular. Your scale, however, the Gucci yeah. scale, is nowhere near granular enough because there's a 6.25 degree jump for every single increase in one. That's too much. <laughs> but it's clear that you will feel a difference. Absolutely. So a 13 would be minus two and a half degrees and a 14 would be 3.75 degrees. Celsius. That's would, a huge jump. You, you would feel a difference. You would definitely feel it. What's your... I mean, actually, I think you might be right. This might be perfect because a 13 <laughs> is very cold. A 14 is like cold. Yeah. A 15 is 10 degrees. So that's like a, depending on where you live in Iceland, it's yeah. like a an autumn type yeah. thing. Yeah. A 16 is 16.25 degrees. It's springtime. Mm -hmm. 17 is 22 and a half degrees. That's, you know, in some places that's summer. Yeah. 18 degrees is 28.75 degrees. That's hot. It almost follows, degrees. It almost feels hu follows human age. What? <laughs> yeah, How does it almost follow human age? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would, wouldn't it? What do you mean? What on earth do you mean? <laughs> like for each of the, it feels like a, when you're 13, that kind of feels like the temperature. How much? What drugs are you currently on? <laughs> just, just, when you're 13 sense. years old, you feel like you're minus 2.5 degrees Celsius? Yes. Uh, no, surely not. 13, you feel <laughs> you're hot. Warm, you? feel very warm, isn't it? Yeah, you're like, you're boiling over at that point. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're old, you don't, like when you're 23, you don't feel like 60 degrees. Uh, maybe you do. No, you're you're <laughs> absolutely wrong. No one's ever been this wrong before. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Have you been watching the football? The answer is no, right? Yes, that's the answer. Why? Why don't you buy into this? It's not that I don't want to. I just, I just don't. You just don't like it. I don't dislike it. I just don't watch just it. Don't. Mm. But like this is so. These two competitions, the Euros and the World Cup, are usually what like even the people that actually don't like football in the slightest. They still watch it. I there's like a certain ambiance. I guess if it was more accessible, I would. Yeah, I guess COVID kind of fucks with it, right? Or what? If I would not have to turn on the TV. All right. Okay. If it would be playing in the TV, and I could just oh, it's going on, and then I sit down and watch. Yeah. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I seek it out actively, very actively. There's only uh, two games that I haven't seen of the entire tournament. That's how actively I seek it out. Even the ones that are at the same time? Yeah, I have two screens. Oh. 
Yeah. I'm a fan. You're a big fan. Yeah, I'm a ventilation system for a large mm-hmm. building. So tell me something. This is this is getting to know you Gucci hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me tell me your greatest fear. What's your single biggest fear? Um uh, I don't know. No? It's a classic Gucci answer. Is it dying? Mine's probably dying. It's not really maybe the maybe the dying thing, but not to be dead. Mm, yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely not to be dead. It's sort of the concept of dying, right? That's the bad one. Yeah, that you know you're just this is your last moment. Yeah, that's that's the worst part, right? The <laughs> the optimum way to die is to be sniped by a, a crazy person who's camped out in a tower. Right, yeah, you just don't know. You don't see it coming. Yeah, that's optimal. Uh, I'll take that any day of the week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the moment before, and it's also like the 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 road to it. That's mm. the big one. Like, you know, it all plays out, and then you can sort of see it coming. I think yeah. that's that's a hard one. Imagine being in like a a retirement home, and mm. you're in the home stretch, and you got nothing. Like, there's nothing on the horizon. You're just it's all done. You, you can change nothing. That's the yeah. bad one. That's a scary one. So it was in that movie called like Finding a Friend for the End of the World with oh Steve yeah Carole and 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 Keira Knightley yeah then actually there were there was end of the world coming like a like a not a meteorite but like a, a comet was gonna hit earth and just everything was gonna mm-hmm. basically everyone was gonna die and in that movie people had hired like a killer to shoot them randomly mm. within that two weeks So this guy got a lot of money just walking around shooting people. What's the point in him getting a lot of money? I don't know, but he I thought guess for, like like on the off it, chance that it doesn't happen. I guess, and he somehow can save his life or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like something that rich people had gotten themselves in places where others could not and stuff. Surely that would be worse, isn't it? Like if you, so what's worse? Knowing if someone says I'm gonna in. Uh, 14 days exactly mm. you are going to die mm. or that same person saying to you sometime within the next 14 days you're going to die yeah which one surely the sometime is worse yeah i know but at least for those people they felt like it was better uh, yeah they, were, they, I, were, they did not want to live that last moment yeah but like if what i'm like my thought process is if it's coming at a random time then mm. every moment is your last moment Essentially, because it could be. I guess. You have to block out a very, very significant thing all the time if you're trying to like act as if nothing's happening. You could die at any moment. Like it's worse. It's absolutely yeah, I don't worse. Know. Luckily this hasn't happened yet. That's true. I think I would rather just sort of wait it out. But like a comet hitting Earth, I don't think that's a good death because it's it's instantaneous for a small number of people. Yeah, and then it's and slow it's for the rest. Horrifically slow for the rest. Yeah. It's like apocalyptically slow, isn't it? Like if you live on the other side of the planet, it's apocalyptically slow, what does that mean? So like uh I'm thinking The Road by Cormac McCarthy. So actually a lot of people will survive for very long. Yeah. But in a horrible horrible world. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like post-apocalyptic kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I think a comet would do that, wouldn't it? Surely it would. I guess. It would have to do some insane shit to not have that happen. It would have to like 
I don't know, like break up the planet or some shit. It's hard I don't to kill think, everyone I, at once. I don't, I don't think it can break a planet. No, I mean, if it's, it would have to be huge. So it would have, it would to, be have to be the size of a planet. planet. <laughs> yeah. So the moon, isn't that the, uh, the, the, the leading theory or whatever, that it was created by some sort of impact. So the moon is basically made of earth. It was yeah, like something hit the earth uh, and then the bits of like rock and everything that were became moon. fractured off then <laughs> came together and became the moon. I don't know. I I, I've heard about this theory. Yes, I have. I think that's the most, uh, I mean, surely that's the most plausible one because like what else could have happened? Like a random moon appeared and decided to, like it got trapped in Earth's gravitational well? Like, no. No way. So, but there do exist ro ro rogue planets. Yeah. That have been just like thrown out yeah. into the cosmos. Ostracized by their solar yeah. systems. <laughs> I suppose. For crimes well, against planets. I suppose one of them could just like rip a solar system into pieces. Yeah, I mean, if it breaks, it's like bowling, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Cosmic even if bowling. it wouldn't, I mean, it it's gonna rip things up. Like it would go to the sun into the like the star. Yeah. And like burn up there, most likely. Yeah, I mean, you'd assume so. Yeah, uh, but in the mean in the mean way, it's gonna like send shockwave of gravitational stuff, like yeah, throwing would things it off. But would it go into the planet, or would it just eventually settle into an orbit? Yeah, I guess. Like if it, it might. approached, it might. if it approached, it the would star, still it fuck might. things up. It would Absolutely, still... it would fuck things up. Shit would go wrong, or I mean, I guess it depends. If none I of the planets know, have maybe... life, they might just sort of rearrange themselves. And nothing yeah. matters. But if it happened to our solar system and like the Earth got flung off course a little bit, yeah. it wouldn't be good for us. No, at all. But it depends, maybe on what degree it comes to, like towards the system. So if it would go like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's aimed directly at the star, it's just going to hit the star, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it really depends on the, the uh, what's it called? The angle that you're talking about, the yeah. uh, something. There's a name for it, like the angle that you approach something. But also the planet could just come towards the sun and just like turn and then just go its way. Yeah, like a slingshot. Yeah. Like they do for... Um, so that's the big... It's a big thing in uh, in space exploration, like with uh, Voyager and these sorts of things. These like satellites or whatever. These like that are supposed to leave the solar system and or go on these huge treks. A lot of the time, they like gravity slingshot off of some other stuff. Like the Moon is a classic one to like do a minor gravity slingshot off of and stuff. Mm -hmm. Cool story. Yeah, bro, it's awesome. It's awesome. There's also the panspermia uh, theory. Which is that uh, life didn't originate on Earth, but came via space. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, tardigrades and stuff can yeah, yeah, exactly. survive in space and yeah. certain bacteria and things for at least some amount of time. Uh, so the theory is that life basically arrived here on a comet or a, an asteroid of some description. Purposely or, or just by chance? Uh, just by chance. Well, the theory is by chance, but like I'm sure there's... you could, I mean... Go dive deeper into a theory that says it was on purpose, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. So there's like RNA is known to be, it can for it, it's found in meteorites. Yeah. Isn't it RNA? I think so. But like RNA can, can like form, form spontaneously. Can form, 
can they? Yeah, well, like I think it needs heat. Then it needs a lot of stuff. But that's the, the, the other theory for for the origin of life is the primordial soup, and that's the actual scientific. Yeah, I know it has been tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it was found to be able to create RNA. Yeah, yeah. just sort of spontaneously. But yeah, prim the primordial soup is the other sort of hypothesis that RNA spontaneously arose in just a soup of shit that existed on pre-life Earth. Yeah, which is pretty chill. I don't know which one to root for. I guess in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because it all came from space because Earth is in space. Well, wow, that's so deep. I know, right? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you something? Yes. Last week, yes. we didn't have a skill of the week. Ah, fuck. I know, so we need to have two this week, which sucks because we're bad enough at just having one. I don't have any. You don't have any? I mean, you I never have any. No, so it's now new to find two. I know, it's a, a huge ask to find two. An absolutely colossal, a Herculean task, if you will. It's nothing you know that no one of our listeners don't know. Unless it's about me and my body or something, which is not this necessarily... Is something about Ra Ragnar. About, about me and my body, okay. Yeah. Okay, there must be something, right? There must be something. You can teach us how to use pens. What? How to use pens? Pencils. Why? Why would I ever teach you that? You you know what I mean. Don't know. Oh, I do know what you mean. Mm. Oh my God, no. So this he's referencing a low point in my existence, an absolute low point in my existence, where I. Does anyone even want to? Do you think anyone I, wants? To I don't know. Have you ever said it? Or I have no I don't idea. Think so. I was I was uh, I was clogged up in a certain capacity, and I there was a pencil on the floor, and I looked at it, and my mind was like, I could use this, and then I thought, no, that's how you rupture yourself internally and die. Yeah, because it was like a really it was like a cartoon sharp pencil, you know, it was like almost yeah. unbelievably sharp, mm. and that's that's how people die, I think, unfortunately. People can die like that, yes. Absolutely. There's a lot of ways to die. Uh, skill of the week, you say. <sighs> I don't got, I have nothing. I have a skill. Don't give okay. your dog chocolate. Absolutely. So this is actually very, very good. So more than just chocolate, there's a lot of things that dogs can't have that you don't necessarily know about, like grapes. Grapes are very poisonous for dogs. Ra raisin, raisin. Well, yeah, because raisins are grapes, right? Yeah, but also they expand. <laughs> They just That's swallow true. it. And they're just like. But they're also they're also poisonous to them. Are they? So if you have a dog or are getting a dog, what you should do is Google what dogs are not allowed to have, mm -hmm. because you might inadvertently give them something that's not good for them. Um, so absolutely do that. That is a a crucial skill. Some house plants are bad for dogs. Some house plants. Yeah. Did you know that the tomato plant is poisonous to humans? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? It doesn't have like nicotine or something. I don't know. So second uh, skill of the week, eat the tomatoes, but don't eat the plant. I mean the plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah the plant. Interesting. So, tomatoes themselves are fine for human consumption, as has been demonstrated by society for thousands of years. And me in the lunch. And you, yeah, you ate inside a tomato and you were fine. Mm. But the plant is poisonous. But a third skill that I learned in uh, Midsummer Murders. Do you know that show? Yes. Apparently, if you would like to grow marijuana, 
mm-hmm. and you have a greenhouse mm-hmm. uh, or some sort of place where you can uh, grow plants, mm-hmm. then growing your marijuana plant in and amongst your tomato plants is good because they look similar enough that it, they blend in and they're not like conspicuous. They won't be spotted. Interesting. Did according they do to that? Midsummer Murders, there was this old couple, yeah, that did it. And they served them some sort of cookies or something, the two detectives, when they came over to ask them questions. And then they got high and they didn't realize why. And then it turns out the old man or something was growing weed in his... Why did they uh, give them that? that those honestly, cakes? no idea. I, I don't know, because for the plot, I guess, it was in the script. That doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, let's hide that we have Mario, like cannabis plants here. Oh, let's give the police. Yeah, I don't know. Cakes, I mean, space cake, what's it called? Yeah, something. I don't know, if you're a listener and you've seen this episode, then uh, send us a voicemail and tell us what actually happened, because I don't fucking remember. And I don't care. No, I absolutely, you never care. Uh, so that's multiple skills of the week for you folks at home. Mm. Gucci, I guess it's that time. Do you have any parting words? Uh, deep play proceeds, deep work. Hmm. Is that true? According to Jeremy uh, Rifkin. Oh, who the hell is that? It's Jeremy Rifkin. Is for I will let you know, Jeremy. And I, I know him personally. Okay. Uh, he's an American writer. Hmm. in economic and social theory. Course. I don't think he's necessarily qualified. To, no one's qualified to say this. Deep play precedes deep work. I, uh, he said it. Yeah. I said, I repeated it from him. Okay. And that's it. So it's been said both by an economist and, and a by geneticist. me. Yes. Yeah. And so by must... me because I repeated it before as well. Yeah, so it must be true. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Anything else? Uh, Be kind. Mm. But not to Monroe. No, never to Monroe. Mm-hmm. Never. So, yeah, my parting words are going to be, don't even, just forget about Monroe. Monroe yeah. doesn't exist anymore. There's no Monroe. There yeah. never was. He's a figment of your imagination. Um, But if you want to send us anything related to how Monroe doesn't exist, then send it to callingmonroe at com or Instagram at callingmonroe. Uh, send us money if you want to support the cause that is Monroe doesn't exist yeah we need funding for that spread the good word uh monroe doesn't exist so keep on trucking monroe doesn't exist yeah bye-bye bye you're feeling low need of a bro there's one thing your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe